This week's episode is brought to you by Fighters Collection. The only sets where they support every single clan, but not really. Fighters Collection, because Bushiroad is a big fan of the movie Elysium. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. As proof. And it, I, I, and we're coming to you live from there on the East Coast somewhere, and I'm in the Riverside where it's 104 degrees, and I'm eating a burrito. So, uh, <laughs> I went to Chipotle before this. Damn. Anyway, so uh, today we're talking about the new Fighters Collection that recently came out in English, what, like two weeks ago, a week ago? June uh, last week, officially. Last week, officially. So, uh, it is a Fighters Collection that, for every clan, it gives it uh, the uh, a stride with Generation Break Eight, a or two weeks. What? My bad. It was two weeks uh, ago. Two weeks ago. Whatever. Close enough. It it, it, <laughs> came, it came out not today. Um, <laughs> and uh, as well as a G guard that involves flipping up another G guard for its cost, and a heal that help that like gets a skill when you pay the cost for the G guard in this fighter's collection. So everybody gets something as is the nature of Fighters Collections. So today we're going to be talking about... Usually when we do sets, we go through all the cards, but I don't want to do that because... So um, it's going to be... We're, we're just going to talk about the winners and losers and how much this affects the metagame because there are some things in here which... Good God. <laughs> and that's why Proof is here because uh, Spike Brothers got a huge boost. You already know. Yeah, and you already have what like an ARG tournament report and your deck profile already up. Check. That yep. is right. Yeah. So uh, why don't we just start with like the, t- the the top and bottom five, and then we'll argue about it from there. So, proof, you want to take it away? All right. So this kind of centered around an idea I had for a video that never came to be because I just never put the pieces together. So thinking about what the top five winners and the bottom five losers would be for this fighters collection. And my, we were talking about it a bit and I was thinking about it for a bit and kind of came up with a strong top three and then four and five are kind of hotly debated because some of the other clans got really good GB eight skills and some got better um, flipping G guards, and then you kind of just got to put the pieces together, see what works from there. But the top three that I feel are the winners would be spikes, and hopefully, you guys don't take that as bias on my part. <laughs> no, because uh, Spike Brothers weren't a thing, and now we're seeing them kind of pop up as. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> okay, when I say. When I say, respect the clan. Respect okay. the clan. Okay. When I say a thing, I mean not many people were playing it and talking with it. And now now it's like kind of starting to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got propped up thanks to Bushiro being very generous with the cost or non cost of the our GBA and our our G guard in Hellheart Hellheart eight and Linus. Mm-hmm. Should we go through it? Should we talk about the skills? Um, well, well, let's, uh, let's get all of them, like, say which clans, all the, all the clans. All so. Right. so we got, we got Spikes, and then we have Narukami with Closer Dragon and Impede Dragon. 
and they got a huge boost from those two. Less so the heel, but the heel. Well, the heel does work a lot because I, I believe it countercharges if you uh, have one or less damage. damage. Yeah, you soul blast and countercharge. Yeah, that's, that's really good. It helps yeah. out a lot. And then I think the third one, I think we talked about Link Joker would be the third one. I know, uh, Grand Blue, right? Grand Blue, Grand Blue, because of uh, Boat. The Boat, yeah. <laughs> the G-Guard's also pretty good. What's the G-Guard do again? Uh, it calls two cards with different grades from your drop zone to guard circle. Oh, that's right. It's uh, like Slamy Flare. Yeah. yeah. Did somebody that's say Chappie the Ghosty? Yes, and uh. Chappie has discussed the interaction with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are the the main three winners, and then four and five, it was kind of debated between Link Joker, Dimension Police, and Great Nature, and Great Nature, and then a little bit of Nubatama because the GBA is really disgusting when it comes to guard interaction. But man, that G guard is bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like Gear Chronicle would have something in there, but the problem is that uh, you have such a cluttered g-zone to begin with that you're like do i even want to put this in here like yeah i i i got the hype for beyond dragon i just didn't understand it if that makes any sense you got it but you didn't understand it what do you mean because beyond dragon is basically a glorified restander and it did it to me it was not much different than what you see from the likes of other clans that have restanders or things you see against uh, Nova Grappler with the whole repeat main phase and battle phase all over again. Oh, the, um, like, uh, mystery flare. Wait, what? Like, um, like anything that has a restander, like favorite champ. Yeah. Um, Buster, Vic Plasma. Yeah. Those are pretty much are, you're already restanding your Vanguard and you kind of already getting the secondary, main phase and battle phase because you get to restand your attackers when you're playing Nova Grapplers to attack with them again. So it's kind of in a close enough vein to where when I thought about it, I wasn't scared about what Beyond or Beyond Order really did. Yeah. So I got why people were hyped up about it because the whole idea of repeating your main phase is something that we haven't seen yet, but but it kind of existed in a different form already. I mean, you had yeah. Mystery Flare, which was repeat your turn. But, right. But that was, like, on hit. Anyway, sorry. Um, this reminded me of a magic card mm-hmm. uh, called Savor the Moment. And That's it's a... Uh, great name. You take... It's one blue-blue for a sorcery, and you take an extra turn after this one, but you skip the untap step of that turn. Mm. And it's kind of like what's going on here, is you're taking an extra turn, but just not standing your stuff. But it's, in fact, worse because any once-per-turn skills you had are still locked out, of course. Not that your Chronicle has that many to begin with. Um, <laughs> for some reason. Then there's the bind 8 on top of that. Yeah, and it's just like... And the de- like, you can easily deck out in, in Vanguard. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you get, in, which you get five drive checks, and you have to bind 8 cards. Mm-hmm. So that's 13 cards. That's a third of your deck. Or not a third, but a fifth of your deck gone, including your draw. So fourteen cards, basically. Yeah, that's a yep. that's a heavy cost. I mean, part of it is like it's it looks really amazing in a vacuum, but everything it's just the stuff around it that you know fucks everything yeah. up. 
Um, yeah. And then th that's also the case with Hell Hard Eight, where like people saw it and went, "Well, this this is fine, but how do I get to GV8? I'm Spike Brothers." And right. oh was... man, did Bushiroad forget about a little thing called Mecha Trainer? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so I have a conspiracy theory that I've shared with other people, and okay. my conspiracy theory is that somewhere in Bushiroad there's somebody that is pretty important to kind of important that has a soft spot for spikes that they give them stuff that floats under the radar but when you put it all together it makes a really explosive puzzle at the end of it what like mayhem tiger yes we got because in tech booster there was miracle ace and there was the case that you could attack so many times with miracle ace if you put all the pieces together was something that we didn't see a whole lot of and it was impressive and then you have Bakara, who was awful at the time, but then it's like, oh, set nine comes, and we got this, this tiger here that not once per turn can blow up Guardians. That seems fair. So you put that in there. And it just gets all these little pieces that are disgustingly on their own, and then you put it together with everything else, and it just becomes a whole other beast. So it's like it's like in World War II where they're like, oh, uh, uh, we're going to send you all of these things, but when you put them together, it makes a shotgun. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a prisoner of war. Let's do this. Because Mega Trainer was on the watch list when, uh, right before the tech booster came out. Because Bushiro was like, all right, let's calm down here. Let's check out what spikes can do. And then nothing came from it. And it was taken off the watch list. So they, they're aware that Mega Trainer exists enough to put them on the watch list. So I can't say they didn't think about them while they were designing these cards. Yeah, but now it seems like you they want to put them on the watch list because if they hit Mecha Trainer to just, you can only use one, and even if they didn't do the, you can't use it as your starter, just put it to one, do whatever, What would that just neuter the deck completely? Uh, not really, just because there's other ways you can filter in the deck to bump up consistency. It just won't be quite as in yes. your face about it. Mm. Like, I mean, go ahead. They just unrestricted Conroe also. Also true. Yeah. So I don't and, think they're gonna go out of their way to hit Mecha Trainer. Yeah. And I know people were are still are calling for some type of restriction on Mecha. And I get why they're saying that because it's a really new deck and part of the reason it works is because of Mecha Trainer. But I don't think the deck is that level of degenerate to where it requires a hit on Mecha Trainer. I mean, that's my that's my opinion. I mean, the second people see something broken that wasn't their deck, they're like, "Hit it, hit it now! <laughs> it's gonna kill us all." Just I like, mean, um... I... oh, go ahead. I think Wiseman's still more oppressive than than most decks. Like, even the top, I think it's more oppressive than some of the top decks, right? But like, it's just not something people complain about right now. Hint: yes. Go watch last week's episode. We talk about this a lot. <laughs> Like it, Wiseman had his time to saturate its way through the collective mind space of the community. Like there was the period where it was like, "Oh my gosh, what is this?" And then it's like clamoring for Taro to get limited or banned, just like every other broken thing. And then it kind of subsided after a while and just became part of the lexicon of the game. So I feel it might go the same route with Mecha Trainer and the Hellheart Eight and the Crazy Eight deck. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, is that just have to give it time to 
get its way through people's minds and it might become more of a, a thing as people accept that it exists than being a, afraid or scared of it. Um, how many attacks can you like get in a turn on that Hellhard turn? How many cards do you have in hand? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, on average in your playtesting. On average in my playtesting, yeah. I can get off on average eight attacks with a fat frog raider behind it. That's and by fat, I mean anywhere from 27,000 to 52,000 frog raider. That's fucking wacky. I mean, <laughs> it's, th- that's about the same as like uh, Wiseman, because you, you, you have like a 72k Wiseman hitting for what, eight times, nine times even? Uh, it's, like, it's like 14. Okay, well, either way, <laughs> someone's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Tiger at the end of it too. With, oh, fun. with 20 cards in soul. Oh my god. <laughs> so much ew. Um, so, uh, yeah. The, the, I, I think Spike's definitely got the number one on this. I, can, I agree with that. I think they got the biggest boost from everything here with yeah. the close second being Narukami. Yeah, which uh, good segue, because uh, Narukami's stuff is uh, Closer Dragon, which... Um, so they're, they're GB8, which I, I, I like how they didn't even get, uh, like, they couldn't even think of a good name. So they were like, okay, we have Conquering Supreme Dragon. All right, Jenkins, how do you, what do you do for the name? Well, which card is this? Oh, we're doing the GB8? Uh, Closer Dragon? All right, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. We're fine. Um, <laughs> which is funny because they threw out the, the whole thesaurus for Hellheart 8's title. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't even know where some of these words came from. <laughs> wait, wait. I had to look up what Temerarius meant. That's I've never what, heard of it before. What does it mean? It means reckless. Te- what? <laughs> okay. Temerarius Cataclysmic Road. Hell are they? What does the the number eight even come from? Just because of the GB eight or like? I don't honestly don't know. It, I, I read the lore. It doesn't really make any. He just he just decided to call himself Hellheart Eight just because just because that's how much of a badass he is. I'm just gonna throw a number in my name. Maybe I don't know. Eight is my lucky number, so that's cool. I guess. Um, is I don't even. It's not even on his jersey. He doesn't even have a jersey. His art was like oh. his art was like he ate another robot. He ate another robot. Fun fact. The person that drew Tiger Centurion also drew Hellhard 8. They look and very kind of, similar. Exactly. It looks like he ate Tiger Centurion to become what he is. I mean, Tiger Centurion deserved it. Yeah. It, yeah, I agree. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, so Closer Dragon's GB8 skills when it's placed on Vanguard, retire rearguards of all fighters, bind all cards in your opponent's drop zone face up. Until the end of the turn, this unit gets red text. All of your units get plus 2k for each card in all fighters' bind zones. So. What this means is, like, on average, you're going to be getting rid of, like, 10 to 20 cards. And assuming, like, the game has been going normally, you'll probably have anywhere between, like, 3 to 5 to begin with. Um, More so if you had Chain Bolt Dragoon out. Um, So this this thing and everything you have is just going to be gigantic. Like, my roommate plays Narukami, and when he goes into this, he just throws whatever he has in his hand. Because, like... Oh, I put down a PG, but she's at like, you know, thirty-eight K. Cool. Like <laughs> it it, it is that. so freaking wacky, this thing. Is it does it get plus two for all all cards or just your opponent's cards? I know all, all cards. All cards and all fighters bind zone. So if you're playing Dungaree, which you should, because this is Nexus Core, uh <laughs> the uh 
Yeah, so if you're doing that, then it's, it gets even bigger. Um, okay. Yeah, and then the the G guard. This is where the big thing is. So, uh, sky guarding and dragging impede dragging is when it's uh, when you guard with it, you flip up a G guard. Um, if you do, your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards, retires it, binds it face up, comma not period. And if the number of your rear guards is less than your opponent's by two or more, your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards and retires it. So this happens all at once. Which means if your opponent has a full field and you have anything less than four, they're getting rid of two cards. Um, which can be pretty devastating, depending on what the what the board is. Um, oftentimes what I've done to play against this is I will throw down like a decoy, because there's no way to get around it. So you have to go, okay, I have to just pay the piper. I'll throw down a draw trigger or something and let that get bound. And then um, my favorite thing is uh, when playing against this with Great Nature is I'll have Ari Belly, the one that can't be retired by card effects. So you go, okay, bind the draw trigger, and then I pick Ari Belly. Okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> um, feels good, man. But so mm-hmm. to clear to clarify, you're saying that if I retire something with the first part of the skill, and kind of lost me because i always thought you it's a separate resolution for each one. Oh no because it's a comma and not a period it's all in the same sentence so or at least, at least this is what my roommate told me he could be a dirty freaking liar but sorry mike um the <laughs> so what he's saying is at the time of impede being played you look at both players fields and if you have two or more than your than the narakami player at the time of impede hitting the guard circle you get rid of two. But if you have one or less, or you have less than the Narakami player, you only get rid of one. So hmm. it doesn't count after the bind, the bound card. It counts at, like when Impede you know, hits the field. I'll have to double-check that. I always thought it if was... If I'm not mistaken. I always thought, so you retire and bind one, and then after that, if you check again to see if you have to retire the second one if you have the two or more condition met. Hmm. I'm with the I, group. I thought it was a ladder. Hmm. I'm, okay, I'm not sure anymore. Cause, uh, That's okay. the way I understood it from um, the outset of it. Because I felt like it would be yeah. worded differently if that was the intent. That's true. Hmm. I don't know. Mike, Mike seemed so confident when he was playing it. <laughs> so I, I, doesn't ever doesn't everybody though that's true but i mean he didn't have the actual card there and, and i it's like it's his responsibility and we were playing in our living room so it's not like it's like a thing i should care too much about until i go to a tournament i think one issue with the narcami support though and like i why i don't think it's like better than like say spikes or something is like the g guard is like the, really the big part of their support like, Closer Dragon, while being, like, pretty good and in some matchups, like, taking away a lot of their options, like, against, like, Luard or, uh, Grand Blue. or Grand Blue, like, you just take away so many options all at one time. Um, like, it can just not end a game also. That's true. Well, yeah. if you don't, if you don't trigger check and your opponent's not, at, or if you don't get any good triggers and your opponent's not at five, like, what do they care? Like, yeah. okay, I'll use a PG on one, take the other two. Okay, I'm at five, let's go. Um... I mean, it's also, like, 2k per bound card. Like, it's mostly just going to bind your opponent's stuff. Yeah. Like, if you don't have, like, enough cards for boosters, which Narukami doesn't have a lot of ways to, like, gain cards. Yeah. Uh, like, you can just have, like, a really small number of cards in your hand and still just die on the backswing. Maybe. Um, 
I don't know. Mike has been getting very lucky lately where he always, like, he'll get nothing on drive checks, and then on the closer turn, he'll get, like, a triple crit or something. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Seems good. Yeah. The, um... Yeah, Impede, like, was the big part of it, because you also have a thing with uh, Vanquisher's GB2, where uh, Vanquisher's GB2 is every time something gets retired, he gets 3k and a crit. And then Chain Bolt Dragoon is when something, uh, once per turn, when something gets retired, you uh, make your opponent bind something from drop, and you're, you can get, pick a unit, give it 2k. So if you have, like, two Chain Bolt Dragoons, you now have a 21k base uh, Vanquisher, because mm-hmm. Vanquisher goes off twice, and the two uh, Dragoons go off once. Um, which is nothing to sneeze at, but again, it, like, that is the big part of it, but also, Narukami didn't really have any good G-Guards before this, so, what they else, really did it. what are you going to complain about, really? <laughs> and it's nice that, uh, the existence of Closer and MP, mostly MP, kind of propped up a second deck with the Sweep Command deck coming back into the forefront of things. Yeah, which, um, how did that, how did that work again? What do you mean, like, the how the sequence of it goes? I guess so, yeah. So, when when MP happens and your opponent retires, you can... Eh, how do I... So, so then, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm sweet, blank for a second. Sweet Command triggers whenever one of your opponent's units is retired by one of your effects. There from we like, go. Counter Blast 2, Soul, Soul Blast 2. Yeah, and then you it gains 5k... You draw a card and choose a front row rear guard of your opponent and retire it? Mm-hmm. Or do you have to actually retire something? Uh, you, um, I believe... I can't. I have to look it up. But I think you, get, think you can still draw it, but you don't have to retire something. Gentlemen, yeah, we have technology. Oh, I'm working on it right now. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, I was trying to stall long enough. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you draw a card, choose one of your rear guards in front row, retire it, and then this gets 5k? Yeah. And yeah, so if, if, if you four of your opponent's units in one go, mm-hmm. because um, if you have like like four counterblast and four soul or something, and your opponent has to retire both due to impede, this go this happens goes in standby twice. Oh wow! Because it's retire and bind for the first card hit, and retire and bind for, or retired for the second card hit, right? Yeah. So it's yep. double retire. So you have double sweep command in standby, oh, that's meaning nice. you could do this twice and have a twenty one k vanguard immediately. But it is four counter blasts, which is quite a bit. But it's a huge tempo swing if you time it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you have that stand trigger sitting there, that's pretty cool because then you can like put it back and unflip and draw cards. Also, and that's what the that's where the help of the four, the starter comes in first thunder because if you land the the first thunder plus the sweep command ride, that's the two extra soul you need to do it twice. Yeah, that's nice. A, a can use even though. I heard it's not the greatest, but it has applications. You can use First Thunder with the G-Guard to pretty much pseudo-perfect guard the attack. Oh, that's Because of the rule interaction. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty neat. Disgusting. That's the right word you're looking for. (laughs) Fine. Fine. Disgusting. Um, And, like... One of the things that people are going to do, obviously, is they're going to, like, in order to lose the least amount of units, you just retire both your front rows, right? Yeah. But the issue is that if you do that, you can't then attack. you have no front row rear guards, right? So yeah. it's yeah. like, this is fine. Yeah. And they still have all the, the counter blasts ready for the follow up attack. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have a question. If uh, if you're on like the ten turn and they do that, can you still do your shadow stitch? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Empty circle. Sweet call. Did I did I hit? <laughs> <laughs> did I hit? No. Well, it's coming for your face. Um, let's see. So the the number three is unfading ship immortal galleon, the boats. I the boat. I, the boat. So. This card is like, you know what really, you know, hinders Gash from being Gash? What? Needing soul. Mm. How about we just make exactly Gash with no soul requirement? <laughs> it's literally what this card is. <laughs> it's kind of like how Gears have Beyond Dragon be next stage number four, five, or six, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We got Gash, got Gash number five here with, uh, or Gash number three, because he's a Persona Flip, I believe, right? Yeah, yes. yes. Gash number three with a boat here, so it's all good. So, <laughs> when he's placed on van, choose up to five cards from your drop, call them separate R, they get plus 10k, and they'll, at the end of the turn, retire the units called with a spec. So, everybody hollow, now, yay. Like, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Basically. And, uh, yeah, and you can still do your normal Grand Blue shenanigans stuff. Just everything has plus 10k on it, to begin with. Let's be thankful this isn't red text. Please. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, Demi- like, Demigod is bad it. enough. Like, <laughs> let's never do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, and, and then uh, wait here. Uh, what's so the G guard we just mentioned, the one where it's slimy flare for your drop zone, which Negro Reg- Negro Nola. That's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, say that three times fast. Um. <laughs> so. That's pretty good. Uh, well, especially because I mentioned earlier with uh, Chappie, where you can just toolbox your drop zone more. Um, God, where's Grant? Scrolled past so, a bit. Sorry. I think it, like, the Chappie thing is just, like, a tiebreaker to run Chappie. Because yeah. Chappie, like, before the new era, like, before, like, the G era Grand Blue stuff, has, has always been a pretty much almost a staple card in Grand Blue. That's true. Just because he always sets up whatever you need at every at any moment, and yeah. so people already kind of want to run this card anyway because you know it's the perfect selection basically. It's mm-hmm. a ten k shield that puts whatever you want in your drop, and so this G guard all it what it really did was say okay well here's a tiebreaker for you to run Chappie over whatever, saying like you need more random ten k shields in your drop. Well, this one is a ten k shield you can call and do something later. Yeah. But it also still acts like a Negra Bone or Negra Lazy or King Serpent or wherever you need prior to that. Yeah. Um, and then the the heal that goes with it. So uh, they recycled a lot of the abilities on the heals uh, for this set. And one, the one that I use the most is choose a grade one or less card from your hand and discard it. When this is discarded for hand from your hand for pay, you know getting ne- Negra Nora Nola. From your G zone, you may pay the cost if you do draw a card. So normally it's like, okay, whatever, I can discard a draw trigger. But with Bernard, you can literally discard things that you want in drop zone. Like, oh look, get rid of Negrobone, draw a card. Cool. Get rid of Chappie. <laughs> yeah. Just for what? bringing full circle. <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's got bananas, which is cool. But yes. The art also is a skeleton slipping on a banana in the background. Yeah, that that is co- that is comedy gold, my friends. <laughs> I do appreciate that Bushy, minus the fact that they reused that same one over and over, they tried to stick to clan mechanics or nation mechanics for some of these, like the for Linus going into the soul when you G-guard to his bigger self. Yeah, I mean, they... They, they, they did it for a lot of um, Dark Zone. 
Yeah, they they, yeah. Did, they did it for any clan that has to do with the soul. So Pale Moon, DI's Genesis, all got that. Yeah, um, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Why did they give what? Why did they give Angel Feather on flipping ones? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to contact Bushy on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, so those those are the top three, but for the last two, uh, the, so in the running we have Link Joker, Dimension Police, Great Nature. Was there anything else or? Kind of well, Nubatama just based off the GBA, but I don't know if that's enough to put in the conversation. Yeah, I mean you got you got to look at it on the whole because their G guard is so yeah. piss poor that it's like. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't include that then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I say it'd be fair to put number four with um, either Lane Joker or Dimension Police. Agreed. I feel like that'd be a nice way to round it out with four and five. Would be one either of those two in the four and five slot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for Dimension Police or GR, is this Dimensional Robo Overall Command Ultimate Die King? So These many names are getting ridiculous. The names yeah. are ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, when he attacks, he gets 10k and a crit for each of your rear guards. So if you have a full field, he's casual 76k, six criticals. Jingles. Six yeah. good. And then at the end of the battle, if his power is 80k or greater, all of your rear guards get plus 10,000 for each of this unit's criticals. Oh. So with any booster, actually any booster, I don't think there are any 3k cards in this game. Actually, there are some triggers, but I don't think Dimension Police has any. Uh, Stole what you know. he's he will hit 80k at the end of the battle. Yeah, and then he will give 60k to all of your rear guards if you have a full field. It's pretty fair. It's hard, 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 hard to hard to die. Hard to not die. Ca- casual like 130 columns. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and that's like at worst, right? Like yeah. So what's cool about this card isn't that. His D, he, so in D Robo he's he's fine he's you know, he's a GB8 he does GB8 things, but in Gallop, the uh, the bravest rush Grand Gallop has a GB2 skill that when your Vanguard attacks with power sixty thousand or greater he gains a critical in four K. Mm-hmm. This is a rear guard skill. Mm-hmm. So ah. if you attack with this with the double bravest rush Grand Gallops you now have like these hundred and forty odd K columns with criticals. So it's build your own Dimax. Yeah. <laughs> Except like twice as big. That's crazy. But like, part of my problem with a lot of these GB8s is like, they assume that the game is going to drag out that long. And like, so the, for example, the Tachikaze one, I really do like the Tachikaze one. Um, God, where is it? Volca Tirano. Volca Tirano. Um, holy shit, my brain. There it is. Um, <laughs> so, Destruction Tyrant, Volca Tirano. I'm de- this definitely isn't in the top five, but I put it in top ten, maybe. If, if we, you know, care. I don't think it is. Okay, so he's got Engorge, and then when your rear guard is retired, choose up to one of your opponent's rear guards. Or, yeah, choose up to one of your opponent's rear guards. Retire it. Choose one of your rear guards, and that unit in this unit get plus 10k until end of turn. So this also counts if you like call over stuff. Um, so in my head, I was thinking if like somehow I was 
the the thing I would probably see this happening most to would be Link Joker, where you because you can't dogma without a full field. So your plan is just to drag the game out long enough to get this thing on the field, and then you would just call tank mammoths over each other over and over, and then you would put all the power on like a Sarka Blaze. So now your Sarka Blaze is hitting for like thirty nine k with no grade zeros. I don't know. <laughs> Am I insane? That's, I'm a little insane. Probably. <clears throat> you can get the power to the tank, man. Also true. Um, <laughs> but like you have a front row to attack with, yeah. I mean, mostly what you'd be doing is just put it, recalling the tank mammoth in the back row and just using your one front row for. Uh, if you have a front row, is what I'm saying. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the, their G guard's pretty decent, where it gets like I think five k for each open circle, which that's pretty doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the the G guard is your typical drop a grade one or less draw, which again I run I run five draw triggers in mine, so I'm I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, five thousand for each of your open circles. <clears throat> Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty decent. Um, and then I was going to try and get Great Nature in the running for the top five, but honestly, I think you've made a better case for Die King than I ever could for, uh, um, holy shit, what is wrong with me today? For Im- Immortality <laughs> Professor Saha Saravira, which is... I, a- do, I, I, I don't know these, like, Southwestern Asian, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> mythology tough. stuff. Yeah, it's so hard. Okay, so this is a giant-ass eagle with a book and then there's a bunch of ham stays in the background. What more, could, what more could you ask for? Um, <laughs> so it still is uh, act, choose two cards from your hand, discard them, choose up to five of your rear guards until the end of the turn. They get plus 10 K and uh, auto at the end of your turn, retire this unit. And if the number of cards in your hand is one or less, this unit gets plus 40 K and a crit. So the first time I saw this, I was like, well, ew, my hand's going to be gigantic. And then I saw there was no once per turn clause. And I was like, Oh, so, <laughs> Typically, like, I pulled this off against my roommate where uh, I gave plus 60, or no, plus uh, six cards in. So plus 30k to each of my rear guards, and then he gets 40k in a crit. And then, yeah. Crayon Tiger? <laughs> yeah, you have Crayon Tiger on the field, and you're like, shit, dude. It's, um, it's If only there's lucky. a way to draw more cards after discarding so that you could do it again, and he gains another critical. There is actually a way to do it. Um in his little tip section, it says, hang on, uh, one way for this unit to get plus power 80k plus critical 2 is to call a taping cat on top of a successful unit while you have magnifier chow chow on the field, allowing you to draw two cards just enough to pay for the cost of this unit. <clears throat> yeah. That's funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then the G guard is also pretty pretty good. So it's uh, when you G guard with it, you counterblast flip, and then uh, everything else you guarded with, aside from the G guard, when it put, goes to drop zone, you draw a card to replace it. So my my favorite thing to do is use it against something where I have a fun, bunch of five Ks. So you're like, fuck it, everybody at the wall, and then you draw five cards afterward. And I'm like, okay, I can last the rest of this turn and do other things next turn. All right, um, now hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. Why is it that you get a G guard that's counterblast one whenever you guard draw a card, and Murakumo gets counterblast one, ten k shield whenever you guard with something put at bottom of deck? Oh, no, These it, don't it, seem very fair. Well, hang on. It, well, <laughs> Matt, it's only for that battle. So everything that showed up on the guard circle. Oh, with what, I see. I see. I see. What's uh, with the uh, uh, daughter? Or something. So, so what you're oh, saying is 
given that the Vanguard skill justifies the mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, with yours, it's for the rest of the turn, right? It's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it good. Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, it's something, I guess. All right, so let me ask you a question, Alice. What? When, is, when do you mostly use your G-guards? Uh... When I'm in trouble, I I don't know. No, like at like at which battle? Like the first battle, the last battle, uh, usually, in the middle. Usually, it's on Vanguard where you G guard and throw something else, or like third battle, or like the last one, right? Yeah, whatever the most gigantic one might be. Yeah. All right, now now the Murakumo G guard incentivizes to guard early with it, right? Yeah. See the problem? Yes, I do see the problem. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that's actually a pretty good segue to who fo- bottom five. Uh, what's um, who I have lost? Not through fully, so yeah. we're gonna wing it. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Murakumo is a contender for the top bottom, whatever the word is. The the worst five for sure. Yeah, the GB eight is just like so. You you shuffle two cards from your drop zone back to your deck. Hopefully, you're able to shuffle triggers, but you know this might not happen. Yeah. Uh, I've seen this card get zero drive checks or zero triggers on seven drive checks, by the way. So, um, okay. so you call um, you you search your deck for two cards with the same name as this unit. So two, whatever your heart is, you call two of that. Yeah. And then uh, they get a shadow stitch skill. At the end of the battle that your vanguard attacked and did not hit, you may move this unit in stand to your vanguard circle. So now here, there's some there's some uh, regional issues here of Bushiroad, Southeast Asia, not properly wording the card the japanese card says that it needs to be standing but the english card implies that it might stand the unit so i'm gonna go with the japanese one and say that uh that it needs to be standing and uh so you can't even attack with the rear guards you call with this first that's annoying it's just like yeah just attack with your vanguard three times and do actual nothing okay what if you run 12 stand triggers right roll with me (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> tilted it, tilted. Too tilted. Okay. Or even even worse is if you're at four or if your opponent's at four with the twelve stand deck and you let it hit and they don't die and yeah. you just went to G B A for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh I hit, I can't do anything more. Go ahead. Yeah. Um <laughs> then pass. Uh let's see, the G the G guard, um, but you already mentioned where it wants you to do it early, but like, you're, why? Why would you do it early? Yeah, it gives a skill to your Vanguard, which is cool because like any cards you guard with go back to your deck, so you can guard with triggers and put triggers back in your deck while not taking damage. Yeah, that's kind of neat, right? But like, Murakumo desperately needs a high shield G guard that's not GB one. Yeah, and like this is just does not satisfy that. I mean, it is a fine card, but I feel like the counterblast cost is just excessive. Mm-hmm. Like. And people make the argument that, like, oh, but Counterblast is, like, not a problem in Murkuma. That's not the point. The point is, like, this is this cost is just on a card for no reason. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then what does your heal trigger do? Uh, shuffle a normal unit back. Okay. Shuffle a normal unit back. I mean, that's so not... the standard, uh... Yeah, the heal's fine. Yeah, the heal's pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, another contender I would give is uh, Chief Deity of the Heavens, Amaterasu. I was uh, going to just mention... Everything that's not Royals in United Sanctuary is right up there for being kind of bad. Uh, oh, Angel Feather is abysmal. Let's see. I, I, I think Gold Pound's pretty decent. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I, I haven't seen Richard do anything with it yet, I, mostly because I haven't seen him since the Fire's Collection came out, but I'll see what he does. 
Yeah, um, Amaterasu is very lacking. Yeah, the Kagura one is almost good, I think. Uh, the problem is, it's a, as Matt has said in chat, it's a GB3 skill on a GB8 body. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Amaterasu now, right? Yeah. 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 It's just. Oracle Think Tank is a clan desperately in need of some kind of GB2, GB3 finisher. Yeah. And Bushiro just refuses to give it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like they're still skittish about Silent Tom being good. Yeah. And yet, like, Laurel, they're like, eh, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Die King. It's fine. Okay, so uh, counterblast, uh, GB8, Counterblast 1, look at five cards from the top of your deck. Put up to three from, um, from among them in your hands. And put... Each of the rest on the top or bottom. Until the end of the turn, the senior gets uh, red text Oracle. When your drive check reveals a trigger unit, all the units in your front row get plus 5k until end of turn. So, uh, Rootbeer was playing against me with this, and what I didn't realize was it basically doubles your trigger effects. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I severely underestimated this card, but at the same time, like, it still all depends on the top five cards of your deck. Like, what if it's all normal units? What are you going to do with that? You're like, well, shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> put three in hand, so, put the rest on bottom, hope for the best. Like, The reason why it's hard to get behind Amaterasu is you look at her and what she does, and it's nice to basically draw three cards and stack your deck for, for up to plus 15 across the board. Then you look at something like Closer Dragon to where if you play the game out as intended, you can boost your entire front row by almost double that. Not just even for front row. It's your whole field. Every unit you have gets plus 2K for every bound card. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of hard to get behind Amaterasu's GB8 skill being GB8 worthy. Yeah. It's GB8 worthy under the assumption that you get three triggers. Yeah. Mm. And... It's not even like it. You can, like it, it, obviously, it, it. obviously, if you see three triggers, you can guarantee it. Yeah. Because you can just only take two cards instead. Yeah. It's true. But like, if you don't see three triggers, you're like, well, you're this fine. card is like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> At, like the, the there, there was a I, I think after they revealed this, someone put up a meme on like Vanguardians or Vanguards or something where it was the the Watcher guy from the anime and it just said. Amaterasu, my role is to do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like every other CEO. Well, every CEO of like the big, super bigger than needs to be company where they just, they're a figurehead and don't do much of anything. Yeah. Amaterasu, she's a figurehead for OTT's mediocrity right now. Yeah. All right, but can we talk about the terrible G-Guard for OTT also? Sure. Sure. Lazenja Magus Apex. I don't understand these names. They're just like digging up random (laughs) words. Uh, So GB1, Counterblast 1, flip a G-Guardian. You look at the top two cards of your deck, put one into your hand, and put the other on bottom. That's it. No shield, no nothing. That's stupid. Just just Counterblast 1, pseudo draw a card. That's it. You know what's even worse is that the the the, the lozenge magus heal trigger that they made for this. They're like, "Oh, you're totally gonna use it," because and then we're like, "But but you have a better lozenge magus you can use. It's called lozenge magus." <laughs> you know what's worse? What? 
What's worse is that Bushy Road designed this with the idea that you're going to draw into a 10K shield to use, and it still only becomes a 25K shield when mm-hmm. you have stuff like um, Plot Maker Dragon, which is a 10K plus shield just for existing, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Plot Maker is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is, this is really. Yeah, it's pretty really, bad. So, so, I'm trying to be nice about it. I'm trying to be nice about it. Give it some benefit of the doubt, but it's kind of it's tough. This is Nexus at night. We're not nice here. I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, if the Narukami episodes show us for show for anything, <laughs> we're never gonna live that down, are we? It's just gonna be I forever burned into our consciousness. Um, I definitely hope funny, not. Yeah. It's funny how Narukami related things are linked to uh, your channel. For good or for bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dungarees are mascot, so. Um, what is things? Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's see. Someone mentioned the angel feather one, which is. Uh, yeah, Matt. You, All the angel feather stuff is awful. You, you want to do the honors then? Sure. So the GB8 is a Black Seraph Belator term. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what these names are anymore. Belator terminal. Yeah, like what? What does that mean? <laughs> what are these I can look up what later, man. I can look it up now. Let's go. Oh right, yeah, let me know what this means. <laughs> oh my gosh, where are they finding these words? You don't even have a definition. I typed in okay. later. It linked me to something about Bellator MMA. Not bad. This is not even. It's, it's some archery thing. Okay, some so... like archery brand. Anyway, okay. So GB8, when it attacks a Vanguard, your front row gets two K for each card in your damage zone until end of turn. So that's generally less than whatever Broken Heart's going to give. Mm-hmm. Then you choose five cards in your damage zone, heal them, and then choose one of your vanguards and perform- for each damage healed with this effect, deal one damage. So you're probably going to deck out with this card. <laughs> Especially after all those turns of rescue checks. Yeah, rescue checks just eat through your deck so fast. And this card's here, like, it's like pseudo eight drive checks, right? But like... At what cost? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have the the general air of goodness like Beyond Order has for such a cost like that. What do you yeah. mean, air of goodness? Yeah, it hasn't had an air of goodness about it until you thought deeper about it. Here you just read it and it's like, mm, no, this is awful right off the top. Oh, it doesn't even seem good. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, if you can get to a position where you have like ten cards in your deck and like you like you you might be able to try to stride this for like you know final final turn literally, mm-hmm. but uh, I just don't think like the the flip G guard for Angel Feather is also really bad. So like, <laughs> there's not a lot of incentive to like rush to GB8. Yeah, which is and uh, <clears throat> it's a Soul Blast flip of a G guarding when when you guard with it. This gets plus five k at the end of the until the end of the battle for each face up card in your damage zone. Why couldn't you just say every card in your damage zone? Why right, you, you know didn't have much, to say face up? You know how much soul Gavrel gains? None. The the, the crit is all they have. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like not even a thing. Uh, so the, this, um, the forerunner doesn't go into soul. Um. Oh, it might. It might. If it, yeah, one of them does. The candle does for sure. So that's two. That's that's two. That's enough to use it twice. That's four. Yeah, but then you also if you play like the glimmer breath is like pretty good with rescue stuff too. So yeah, that's true. There's like some there's some fighting for soul there. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. Yep. And like, who wants to call crits to shove them in soul at this at this day and age? Yeah. Just guard <laughs> with them. Spikes. Spikes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Attack with liar lips. <laughs> exactly. Yes, so. I don't know. I, I think, like, the GB8 is, like, good, presuming that you have enough cards in your deck for eight drive checks or whatever. But, uh, unlikely. Yeah. Because this is probably after both Gavril strides, right? So that's a lot of rescuing. That's true. Um, let's see. So that's three. What else we got? Now, I don't know if this would be necessarily bottom five, but would the combo of the dark regular stuff make it, or the pale moon stuff? Okay, I can I, I can cover you on this one. So with dark regulars, the G guard and the heel trigger are fine. They're perfect. Um, where the heel trigger is the if you get that particular G guarding, it goes into your soul. Awesome. And then the um, the GB8 is uh, for every 13 cards in your soul, which, ha-ha, 13, bad luck. Uh, all the units in your front row get plus 13k and a crit for for every 13 cards. So, like, this is such an odd number, and I mean that both in nature and the fact that it's literally an odd number, um, that typically, a, like, you know, a soul is going to have anywhere between, like, 15 and, like, at best, 21 so you're probably just going to get the the 13 in a crate. You're not really going to go above that unless, like, something went horribly wrong or right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it just doesn't do enough when you have Sharhat Gilderai. Like, what do you need this for? Um, so, yeah, the, the G-Guard and the heal are fine. The GB8 is terrible. So uh, I think that puts it into a similar league as New Batama, where it's the other way around, where gb is great and the... Um, G-Guard is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Pale Moon's... Uh, Pale Moon actually did pretty well here. So, uh, Pale Moon's GB8 Scream Dragon Master Droll Kimberly is uh, when she attacks a Vanguard, choose up to five cards from your soul, call them separate R, till the end of the turn they get plus 5k and become a dra- uh, Abyss Dragons, which I guess because she's a Dragon Master, gotta make it like that. Until the end of the battle, this also gets this gets plus 10k for each Abyss Dragon on your rearguard circle. Um, so this works out pretty good, because, like, Pale Moon always kind of needed, uh, like, more battle phase attacking. Um, and she's completely free. So, yeah. There is a way to make Pale Moon so you can sustain long enough to get to her. So I think she's fine. Um, the, the heal trigger is also the put it into soul, which is great, especially because the... G guard that goes with it, Kinesis Trick, uh, Kinesis Mega Trick Cult Hard, um, is as soon as the freaking thing loads. Uh, so you flip a G guard, and when you guard with it, if there are four or more different grades in your soul, you may pay the cost. If you do, this gets plus 15k shield until the end of that battle. So, with the way Pale Moon works, you pretty much just got there. Like, um, zero, one, two, three, and then all you need to do is get a different three in there, and you're good, which is very easy to do. So yeah, seems so. Not not quite contenders for bottom five now. Um, I might put DIs in there, but Pale Moon definitely does not deserve it. Now, does the do you think the Pale Moon GB8 opens the door for like a like future proofing for Abyss Dragon stuff? Probably. Um, uh, it it depends on if they if like Bushiro goes in a direction where Pale Moon would work more on sustaining. 
where like it would be more about drawing cards and just shitting out fields and trying not to die to lead up to this GB8, then yeah, it might um, be a thing. But because Timberly makes everything an Abyss Dragon, it doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, if it was an Abyss Dragon before, it becomes a double Abyss Dragon and she gets another 10k. Like, that's not going to happen. It, it kind of it depends off they have stuff that gets support if it's attacking as an Abyss Dragon or boosting an Abyss Dragon. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. That would be pretty cool. I, I don't think it would be future-proofing, but it opens the door for, like, more, you know, of, a, like, Zodiac Time Beast type thing, where it's, like, based on the uh, the species or whatever you call it, race, I think. The race, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I might put Aqua Force in there if the G-Guard wasn't terrible, because the GB-8 is kind of shit right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. Why, why didn't I see this before? Oh, my. This is uh, definitely something we miss. Suppression Mutant Deity Tyrantus. Oh, man, guys. So Mega Colonies GB8 is uh, all of your opponent's vanguards and rear guards lose their auto abilities and cannot intercept. All of I'm your... not going to lie. When you mentioned Tyrantus, I went to uh, uh, Tajikaze. Because really? <laughs> I blanked on the name. Because well, Tyrannus sounds like a dinosaur. I mean, I, okay, if it was Tyrannus, yeah, but the Tis makes it like sound like Mantis. I don't know. Um, That's fair. So, all the Vanguards and Rearguards lose auto abilities and can't intercept. All your units get pl- uh, plus 5k for each of your opponent's rested Vanguards and Rearguards. So, this would be cool if a lot of decks didn't leave... Like, a lot of things just kind of have, like, what, two to three Rearguards at best left over by the end yeah. of the turn, so, okay, great. Plus 15 in my field, I guess. Like, Mega Colony, yes, they, they might be able to grind you out to that point, but, like, who cares? I think the Shadow Paladin stuff is pretty bad. Uh, I, I like the GB8. Um, I mean, the GB8 is, like, you retire 5, and you have to retire grade 1 or less to call additional ones, right? I think so. You have plus 15 for each unit called uh, Retire. Kind of boss one. So, my issue. So the G, I think the G guard is just it's uh what's that guy that people didn't play before? Um, Ludwig. Yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig. Yeah, it's it's Ludwig two, and the two means you just call two things. <laughs> <laughs> Ludwig two and Boogaloo. <laughs> What? Well, uh, but the, the GB8 is like I think fairly medium, mm-hmm. where like the G guard is just really bad. Yeah. Like, I think, uh, but I do think that this fighters collection, this particular fighters collection, was a way to fight. Was a way to target Luard. Really? So, one thing that Bushiroad has done for in this game for a very long time is trying to make games shorter. Yeah. Like, they really hate it when games drag out for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, they always come up with ways, like, why games should take less amounts of time. And so, GBHs are just like, well, this will kill your opponent, probably. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. So, they didn't make it shorter. They just put, like, they, they put a, a wall. They put, like, an ending point. Yeah, it's like, your game should end here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so I find it really funny when people live through GB8 because it's just kind of like Bushi's plan failing. Yeah. <laughs> because the dichotomy between what's a game ender and what isn't is 
so large. Like you, on one end you have the Hellheart Eights, the Die Kings, and on the opposite end you have Tyrantus and all the other stuff. Yeah, it's but like, it, it seems such like a they, big range. It seems like they just made more of a discrepancy though in between these two. Like if if they really wanted to like close the gap, they would have the you know have your Die Kings and all that stuff be in the like your OTTs, your Murakumas, your Metatolonies. But instead, they, it's just like more suckage. Mm-hmm. It's like they wanted to stick to what the clan does, but they didn't know exactly how to balance it across the board. Yeah. So that's why you got stuff like Amaterasu, which is good if the cost wasn't so late in the game, yeah. but they didn't buff it up proportionate to what it was. Where where it would be right. Yeah. Um in the Yeah. In the show when they said that um what's its name will be Beyond Order. That, Beyond Order will be Generation Break Eight. I thought that would be the only one that would be Generation Break Eight and the others would be like GB six. Same. And then <laughs> and then that was definitely not the case. <laughs> the second, right when the second one came out, it was like, oh, they're all gonna be GBA. I was like, well, Yep. Sorry, sorry for spikes because yeah. I I didn't even think about the whole Mecha Trainer deal until I saw the list come up. I was like, "Well, we're never going to reach that point." Yeah. <laughs> um, like there are clans that still won't reach that point. Like even with the new G guards, like yeah, because you have stuff that's better earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I don't see Neo Nectar ever getting to the point where they need a GB8. Yeah. It depends. Uh, one of my friends plays it, and he actually got there, but that's because he was going to get his Linton Joker. So yeah. it's match matchup dependent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the like, okay, so in Great Nature, this is what I typically end up doing. So Alphon first stride, that's two. Manadarm for a second stride, four. G-Dard, one, six. And then you either have to stride again and go for the Eagle fourth stride, or you need another G-Dard. You trying to tell me you're not going to draw enough in great nature to have two heels in your hand by your third strike? Um, I know this is going to sound weird, but like since getting, believe- since getting the eagle, I have been taking all four of my heels either as damage or drawing into them normally, like before even getting to grade three, and it's it's really weird. <laughs> This the eagle is, doesn't like you. That's I, why. I, that's why I got there. I guess so. No, I think it's the heel triggers that don't like me. The eagle, like the times I've gotten to the eagle, it's been very good to me. But <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to mention the Magic Colony G guard, this uh, seven stars mutant deity relish lady. So uh, when you, when you guard flipper um, during the battle, your opponent's vanguard attack. So it's just vanguard to vanguard again. Um, you may pay the cost. If you do, your opponent chooses two of his or her rear guards, and he or she may rest them. If he did not rest two cards, you draw a card, counter charge, soul charge. So, she doesn't get any shield, and this is vanguard to vanguard only, and typically people attack with their rear guards first nowadays, so it's like, well, shit. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, they're gonna have to guard the card, right? Yeah. Like, do I care about this counter charge, soul charge, or am I just, I don't, like, I'll just let them draw a card, and I don't actually care. Yeah. It actually gives your opponent the option if they want to rest them or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's awful. <laughs> so one thing I think that's kind of subtle in card games and the kind of thing that makes uh, cards like abilities like Shadow Stitch a little awkward and cards like the new Batama G guard and this card awkward is you're giving your opponent choices, right? 
they have so much information about how this game is going, and you're giving them a choice about what your card does. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just not good. There are these cards in Magic called Punisher cards. Like, for an example of one is, like, counter-target spell unless your opponent pays five life. But, like, if that spell resolving is, like, really game-changing, they're just going to pay the five life, and you're just going to be yeah. down the card for not right. a good trade-off. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only way this card is good is if your opponent's life total is in danger. But this card doesn't match a deck that would put their life total in danger. Yeah, I... Right. I, I I think Yu-Gi-Oh had something like that. There was a counter trap called Magic Drain, where it's uh, that you negate a spell card, and the, and but your opponent can discard a card to negate it. And they're like, "Well, I'm going to win this turn, so fuck it, discard." <laughs> oh, or I drew this dead card. Cool, now have a use for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the, the new Vatama GV8 was uh, flip. Your opponent, uh, when it guards, uh, if you you know pay the cost. If you do, your opponent chooses a card from his or her hand, and she. He or she may discard it. If he or she did not discard it, this unit gets plus 20k shield till the end of the battle. So, if you go... Well, I mean, they only have one other card in hands, so discard this draw trigger. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, so if you're... A, the real problem with this card is, like, even, like, in a general game state where both players have, like, you know, let's say enough cards in hand, if your opponent discards a card, you will have to commit four cards to this card. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like if if if, and the only way your opponent doesn't discard, so you gain the shield when this would be hitting anyway, or wouldn't be sorry when this would be successfully guarding anyway. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I won't discard. You'll gain the thirty-five k shield, but it was like you know twenty-five k to your eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Oh yeah, sorry. Back to the pale moon thing for a second. I think there there are uh, a lot of clans got very solid stuff, but it wasn't like ah uh, like fireworks or whatever. And I think Genesis lands in this camp too, um, where Palace Athena can you can actually get to her fairly easily with uh, all the new Amaruda Ishtar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do think it's a very solid GB8 because you can get to it fairly quickly. And it's got a pretty good effect, which is, um, as soon as the fucking page loads, uh, when it attacks, you soul blast any number of cards, and if you and all of your rearguards get plus 2k for each card you soul blasted. If you blasted three or more, this gets plus 10k in a crit. So, yeah, you can just empty out your soul and be like, all right, plus, you know, 20k to my field. Cool. Like, it's nice. It's a good card. Yeah, I, the G card for Genesis is uh, you choose three cards of uh, up to the same of the same up to three cards of the same grade, yeah. at least two, and put them by your deck. Gates five K for each. Yeah. Uh, the problem with this is you're putting them in deck and not into soul like Iris. So. Yeah, I mean, like if you're using it to get up to Palace Athena, it's pretty good. It's also I I think that was made for like anti deck out insurance with Amaruda because. Um, you can't pull Dreaming Dragon out of your soul like you could with Fenrir. So, sure. Yeah. So I think that's what that's for. Um, I still think running four Dreaming Dragons real sketch, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you've got to run it in Amaruda. You don't have to in uh, in Fenrir, though, because you can pull that out of your ass whenever you need to. Sure. Um, I'm surprised uh, Palace Athena isn't an axe skill. Like the um, that one grade three that can get like a whole bunch of Crits and power. I think it's a grade three. It was a promo from one of the tournaments way back when. 
Oh, the thing that damages you if you if you have too little soul or too much. Yeah. Oh, that thing's terrible. Yeah. Like if you put it on this, where you, if you soul blast it, like any number of soul, and then for every three you did something like a gain a critical or something. Like mm-hmm. if it's scaled proportionate to if it's scaled better to how many soul blasted, I'm surprised they didn't go that route with it, considering the nature of what they wanted out of these GB8 cards. Yeah, that'd be really cool. This one they like expect you to have no soul left. It seems. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, let's see. The Nubatama GBA also deserves an honorable mention because it's uh, when your opponent's unit is placed on guard circle from hand, you may counterblast one or soul blast one. If you do, your opponent chooses two cards from his or her hand and discards them. Um, so we were talking about this before we actually started recording, and Proof made a very interesting observation that if your opponent perfect guards this, you still have to drop two beforehand. So if you have... Three or, or if you have three cards or less in hand, counting the perfect guard, you can't use your perfect guard because you would have to. It would hit circle. You got to drop two, and then you're like, "Well, shit! What am I supposed to do now?" Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Yes, uh, very very fast way to burn through your opponent's hand, and then it turns out you're playing against the uh, blaster engine. And then they go, "Okay, Leanne, soul blast, perfect guard, shit." How are you at GB8 against Blaster Engine? What's going on? That's a good question. I don't know. I was just... Yeah, you, you check all four of your heels. Oh, you better. Yeah. In her life. Yeah. <laughs> check all four of your heels. Um, let's see. What about... I, we haven't mentioned the Bermuda Triangle one because I honestly forgot what it did. Um, let's see. I assume bounces things and recalls things. That's a good, good guess. So GB8, drop a card... <laughs> At the end of the battle that this unit attacked a vanguard, you may pay the cost. If you do, return all of your rear guards to your hand. Choose up to five cards from your hand. Call them, call them to separate or they get plus 5k. Oh, weird. So, that's pretty good. <laughs> Another Olivia, basically. Yeah. Minus the crit. Yeah. I mean... That's what, I thought, that's what I thought a lot of these were going in terms of being a bigger, more game-ending version of stuff that they already did or already had in their G-Zone. Yeah, because the first one that came out was Beyond, or was it um the Shadow Paladin one? I think it was the first one that was officially revealed. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this is bigger. Whatever the Shadow Paladin one that calls harder, I don't think it's Drag Driver. I think it's a different one. I think it is Drag Driver where you call. So for every, uh... Uh, it must have been, but I recognized the skill and I was like, okay, so all the GBA cards are going to be bigger versions and gaming and versions of stuff they already have, and then that's when. Hellheart 8 came out and kind of flipped the script on everything mm-hmm. because it kind of is harder or bigger, faster, harder Miracle Ace, but it functioned differently enough to where it, you can't really compare the two. So that's where it kind of threw me off about what exactly Bushiro was going with all these. Huh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wonder if this is going to change the game on like a like a scale where strides are going to be designed more toward getting to these GB8s. I they certainly might. hope not. Me neither. Or me too. Whatever the correct word for that is. The <laughs> big problem right now and where these GB8s aim is that they expect like games to be in stride most of the time. Yeah. Like I think Bushiroad wants the game to be ending like second or third stride typically yeah. and like that's why a lot of these gba's like with two heel triggers you can third stride them basically yeah um this is it's weird what bushiro was going for in terms of they want the games to be over in a certain point of time so they make these big gba's 
but they want people to enjoy the process of the game. So they made these bigger G guards at the exact same time. So mm-hmm. it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too. <laughs> I think the real problem is like the GB, the generation break restriction, like on rear guards is just very huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are cards that are like the, the old cards are just sometimes so good because they just don't have a generation break restriction, which means you, they just immediately activate grade two and right. at grade two, your opponent can't guard efficiently. Yeah. Like, if they have a heel trigger in their hand, there's a good chance they might have to drop it just because you know you're attacking at grade two a lot. You know what's funny is like I noticed with some uh, you know uh, with some rear guards they've been pu- putting GB two on them instead of just GB one as if that's gonna do something. Like um, <laughs> what's it called? Not not Sazanda, whatever the better version of that. Sever Temper. Um, yeah. Is GB two? What? Buddha deal. Buddha yes. Deal. But but anyway, so. Like, he's GB2, but because every first stride, or at least every decent first stride, flips something, it's like, well, well, shit, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, right. Like, it's a natural progression. Like... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, man. Uh, there's, like, still some clans that are, like, lacking, like, a nice first stride. Like, Narukami still plays Zorus. Yeah. Who, like, doesn't flip anything, isn't on hit. Like, on hit first strides are just the worst. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, the, hopefully, GBT twelve gives them an OTT like a, a leg up in the world because, holy shit, do they need it? Um, yeah, like, I don't know. There, there's some things where like, if you're comparing Zorus to like, I don't know, fucking Metallica Phoenix, it's night and day. Metallica Phoenix left something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, does, that does something. Yeah. Also, is not an on hit. That's what like I'm saying. Like, Huang Long is an on-hit. Or not even an on-hit. No, it's not. It's end of battle. It's post-battle, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> TD cards. Yeah. I mean, like, I use... Like, depending on my hand with Grey Nature, I either first stride a Funk, which is if I opened up good and I can, like, build a present, a board presence, and I just want to draw cards. But if I opened up badly, I go into Hrimthurs because I can still draw cards without having to commit too much. Mm-hmm. But, there, but the point is, there's an option there, as opposed to... Narukami where you have Zorus and you're like, well, shit. You know, Pale Moon's got a similar problem where there's not really any... Like, oh, cool, I can go into Prana and waste a card from my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Can you really recoup it like like Neo Nectar can with Verano? Best way I can recoup it is if I pull Egg Juggler out during that process. Um, Mm -hmm. Or like, uh, what was it, Demidog. Demidog is such a strong first stride for blade wings that like you can either kill or cripple your opponent just by virtue of enigmatic assassin yeah um and then with the similar thing with all the type time leap shenanigans and blaster engine if you go into like religious soul saver or uh you know myriad soul saver or something or trolling <laughs> sanctuary guard you just stride regali yeah exactly like <laughs> so I, I i think uh bush road shouldn't be focusing so much on the back end as the front end of I, I I think that's hundred percent correct. I think there should, mm-hmm. they should be printing more cards at grade two, like that work before stride for clans that don't have very strong engines with them. And I think that they need to make sure every clan has a first stride that does something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I think that grade twos need to be paired with this is because once every clan has a strong first stride, it's going to be a huge battle to take first stride first, like to make sure you get the first stride of the game. What's up? Sorry. Bigger than it already is now, because yeah. it's already a huge. Uh, oh yeah, but like, to try and 
manipulate yourself in the first try. Yeah, but if you, <laughs> if you have a stronger early game, it means that like you have something to do before striding. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think and like you're. Oh, go ahead. And like pushing your opponent to like three, you know, four or five damage, like before striding, it just makes your first stride like almost deadly. Yeah. Or actually deadly. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something blaster engine. I think a big thing that will get people away from stalling out is printing something other than Seabreeze because that's the entire crux of why the stall game is kind of herky jerky the way it is. Herky jerky? Yeah, good word. What does that mean, herky jerky? I don't even know. Okay, I think, uh, I think you just kind of just make it up as you go. Fine. It's kind of like, uh, like jittery. Ha- I don't know. Haphazard? Was that what you're thinking of? No, I was thinking herky jerky. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> and sea breeze being two counter blasts kind of puts the whole thing in motion to where you're trying not to give your opponent two counter blasts so that you don't get hit with the sea breeze because even if sea breeze in of itself even though it's a heavy cost can be painful depending on what deck you're playing because some some decks can go off even without the counter blast necessary like um di's time leap stuff they can all do what they can do off of zero counter blast but for by and large a lot of decks can't do much if you make them spend that two counter blast on sea breeze so you're pretty much playing the entire early game, giving them just two counter blasts, so you can take a sea breeze without much damage done to you, and then hit them back with the big stride on the back end. Yeah. So if you print something other than sea breeze, I don't know if it has to be a crate elemental or just something for all clans across the board to where they can stride without having to counter blast two to do so. If your opponent does something, I don't know how they're going to balance it, but it's just an idea. It okay, would yeah. be better, and it would deter people from trying to grade stall in that fashion. You know what's funny is when you said print something for all clans, I'm like, you mean Seabreeze? Because it works <laughs> for all clans. Um, Seabreeze um, works for all and clans. It's also just like, you know, the passing at grade one, the rewriting grade two. Like, you yeah. can do that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, Uh-oh. I've had... I've had games where I've just won off limit break abilities because, like, I just couldn't stride. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, we're, we're, we're at the beginning of an interesting time, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. And here's hoping Bushiro doesn't fuck it up, which, uh... I, I, don't, have, I don't have much faith in that statement, but... <laughs> I'll know what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... I think the next wave of interesting play is going to be riding, um, attacking with your Vanguard unboosted to not force a damage on your opponent. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that more lately, and I'm not going to be surprised to see it become more of a thing in the future. I've had times where I don't want to give my opponent two counterblasts for Seabreeze, so if I get a crit, I'll put it on like my booster. So I'm like, mm-hmm. power to Vanguard so it hits crit on back row. Yep. You know. Take that. Um, so it's... Go ahead. No, that was, I was done. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. thinking, like, I know a big thing against Vanguard is not a lot of interactivity. Yeah. Because, uh, like, only certain G-Guards do stuff. But you can kind of manufacture your own interplay. Not necessarily inter... Not, not, ne- not necessarily interaction, but your own interplay with the way you handle those type of things. 
like not giving your opponent counter blasts at certain times, doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a best of three against machinings or something where all I did was deny and counter blast the entire game. Was this <laughs> was this against how? No, this is against the guy at a card cubby. Oh yeah. He still has my he's he said he was gonna paint me uh a little like he makes these little paintings of uh um like units for you and he he never called me back about Chat Noir. He's gonna make me one for well, Chat Noir. Bummer. I'm still drawing it. <laughs> What'd you say? It's probably still drawing it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so I guess that's about it. Thanks for coming on the show, Proof. Um, we never, we never did mention what the bottom five were. Oh, okay. The actual bottom five, uh, in no particular order, unless you guys want to give do it. So we have Murkumo, uh, Ott, Mega Colony, um, Angels, Angels, and what did we pick for the last one? Shadow Paladin? That seems fair. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I can't think of, I can't think of anything that's worse off the top of my head. Yeah. And then the, worse yeah. off, I should say. So you said Meg Colony, Murakumo, OTT, Angels, Angel Feather, and Shadow Paladin? Yeah. So one being the absolute worst and five being less bad. Right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Seems good to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm down oh, for that. Uh, I think the the uh, the Aquaforce GR, I think, or the Aquaforce GBA, it's like really whatever. But I think the GR is like really good. So. The, the GR is really good, and the GBA has the potential to be good. It's just at the moment it sucks dick. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> got, gonna have to wait for better wave support, and then the I'll only thing that worries me about the uh, Gold Paladin GBA is how many units you're gonna have left in your deck at that point. Yes, that's very true. Um, yeah. Oh well, and then That'd and be a conversation then, for another day. And and then yeah. if, and then if you had a medium five, it'd be like Pale Moon, uh, Tachikaze, um, Great Five most most medium, yeah. <laughs> Great Nature, Royal Paladin, Gold Paladin, I guess, like or Kagero, fuck by now, no, but yeah, Gears, Gears, sure. I think Gears is by far the most medium. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Okay. Uh proof, is there anything you want to plug? Um uh you can find me on my channel, uh Live Proof VG. I have a website. I haven't updated in a while because uh not full of ideas currently, but it's livingproofvg.com. You can also find me on Twitter, same handle, livingproofvg, and I have a Discord which I sporadically intersperse into my description of my videos. <laughs> and then uh matt and i both hang out there so I, i'm uh the giant awkward bear on that, and is, that on, is that on purpose by the way okay your name? okay so uh, matt once referred to me as a giant awkward bear so i was like fuck it that's like my name now i'm Just, not sure you know happened. you know if you take the first letter of that it's the gabe or the gab <laughs> oh man <laughs> wow i didn't even think of that the gab that's pretty cool. It's almost the game. Almost the game. Poor almost. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm Wiggum, so feel free to argue with me wherever you, wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> so Wiggum's on Twitter, on the Discord, and on. And I'm also Twitter. on I'm also on the Reddit subreddit. Yeah. So Living Proof Twenty. How come it's Twenty One instead of just Living Proof? Yeah, Twenty One's my favorite number. Oh, okay. And Living Proof by itself was taken. 
Oh, bummer. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I figured I just put thumb favorite number on there. I'm annoyed that you got like your own um like uh tag or whatever it is hand like you know it has your like he has two of them. Yeah, you have yeah. the bolt from the blue and the bolt cutters, and I can't get one for myself. Well, you should start a uh, fight on the subreddit and challenge him to show match. He kind of did because he, he said he he called Cran Tiger the boy, and I disagreed because uh, Rizanova is clearly the boy. <laughs> <laughs> and if my computer wasn't such a piece of shit, I would go Potato. play you on CFA. Um. I'll I'll catch a flight out to the East Coast and come play you in person. No, we didn't. That's fair. Bring your setup because I like the overhead display. The overhead display? What do you mean? Like when you when you record your fights? Oh, that's a that's Richard's camera. So I would have to steal it from him. Yeah, or I could borrow it. I have a camera. I just don't have a way to record overhead as neatly. I have a I have a tripod, but I don't like angling because glares. Yeah. So I, I, so what you have to do with um with that is you have to turn on all the lights around the table not over the table so the light kind of comes in from the sides instead of the top and then smart yeah i never thought of that yeah just turn on all the lights that works too <laughs> yeah so i'm much closer to proof now than i was before so that's true here in maryland. yeah you're like you're like two states away i'll actually in maryland for my wife's graduation not too long ago oh nice well congrats to your wife thank you and wiggums will have to come up sometime or because that's a long drive. I don't feel like making that drive again. (laughs) (laughs) How long of a drive is it? It's like five hours. Oh, six hours. And you have to go through New York traffic. Yeah. There's like a bunch of major cities in the way, like Baltimore and New York and shit. Shame. Anyway, just fly. Just fly. Yeah. Not doing anything this weekend. All right. Um, well, uh, that's it for this week. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Proof. And have a good night, everyone. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder that, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.